Hey, Stellar Woman fans, I'm your host, Mary Rick Torres. Stellar Woman shines a light on female leaders making their mark in tech. Today, I'm really excited to chat with Leslie Chan from AMP Capital. In this episode, Leslie and I talk about what it's like moving from a law firm to an in-house role and the many mentors who have shaped her career. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do? It's quite funny. So I'm, uh, I guess, uh, a corporate lawyer. I do a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So I work in-house for a a fund manager. But it's one of those things where, um, so Tony was relatively new um, in the e-discovery world. So he's never really, he's done some legal tech in the past. But, you know, he's got a thirst for knowledge. So he, he's kind of gone into sports. He's got his work that um, the police before has kind of done all sorts of different things. And then he took time off to, uh, to really build our house as well. Came back through and said, oh, you know what, I'm going to do this e-discovery thing and started asking me all these questions. And I'm like, oh, Tony, you know, the, the law is very broad. <laughs> Um, I've, I've, uh, I've dabbled in a little bit of, uh, 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 here and there. So obviously working for a fund manager, we do have, um, tree notices and stuff for our funds. And, you know, for my sins, I, I, you know, I tend to put my hand up and say, I'll give everything a go. So my dispute colleagues who got very busy, didn't have a chance to really look at a reg notice that came through. So I said, Oh, I'll give it a crack. I'll, I'll have a look at it. Um, and I said to Tony, that's the extent of the, the foray I have into uh, e-discovery really. But it, it effectively I, I do um, transactions. I kind of caught the tail end of the private equity boom in Australia um, before the GFC hit. And that was my foray into, um, I guess, where I actually developed the love that I have for for doing transactions. Um, one of the things that I really like around um transactional roles like this is that ultimately it's around bringing basically a a couple of parties together who ultimately have the same end goal and then obviously everyone's got their their own interests um and, and you know their own touch points on what it is that they're trying to get out of a transaction you know private equity is a great space um to really understand, I think, a little bit more around how managers work and how management, um, the role of management in a a company. Um, So Herbert Smith Freehills is a great place to kind of learn um, the ropes a lot. Um, And I I think my joke was... um, in-house has then really tested how well I've, I've learned it. Um, so I actually started my current role on secondment. Um, and I think in the first six months of my secondment, I, I went back to my partner at Herbert Smith Reels and I said, oh my God, thank you for teaching me so well. But I have to say, um, you know, what you taught me in the last five years, I just used in the, in the six months secondment that I had because an in-house role is so varied and fast paced. You kind of don't have that chance to which you would in a firm working on the larger transactions that that deep dive um from from start to finish on something um 
so in my role in-house, I guess I, I tend to kind of be lifted up a level higher. Um, you know, you, you're kind of brought in to do all the negotiations and, and kind of have that big picture overview of how everything slots in together. Um, but then the finer details of drafting everything through and making sure the documents all hang together and stuff, um, I tend to have my external lawyers. And my role now is much nicer. And I say, oh, okay, so, you know, these are the things that I'm worried about. And you make sure that's all tidied up and uh, I'll next be online at this time. Um, make sure you've got it done then. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's been the biggest surprise, like something you didn't expect about going in-house? I think I was just really surprised about the quality of the work that in-house lawyers really get to do. So I think we've, we've always had, uh, when you're in a firm, you always have the inkling because, you know, effectively a, a lot of the time your client is, is the in-house um, team. But not every organisation has an in-house team. Um, and so one of the other myths is that generally all the good work, all the complicated kind of things get outsourced and all the in-house lawyers do is kind of, you know, your internal contracts and, you know, looking at a lot of an investment manager, a lot of um, NDAs and engagement letters and, and little things like that. Um, I went on secondment. A colleague of mine from um, HSF actually came and said, oh, I just did one at a, and it was a, a similar kind of uh, shop. So another investment manager goes, it was so boring. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do for the next six months. So I think when I kind of went in, I, I didn't really have an expectation around what it was I would be doing. I kind of knew generally what, what it was about. But I, I think actually going into the role um, and considering I, I then never left and I'm, I'm coming up to 10 years in this role. It, it has been an amazing ride of just quality work, working with smart people. And I have found out how different, I think, an environment is when you are sitting in a law firm, um, thinking you know the client well, thinking you know the subject matter really well. Um, and then actually being thrown into a business where you then actually have to really live and breathe that business um, and be in the trenches with not just, you know, the, the touch points that the law firm will have, but you're actually in the trenches together with, you know, your front office people who are kind of flying around with you doing the deal, but also your back office teams who, the, once the deal is done, what happens? Um, well, actually, someone's got to make sure it's all operationalized properly. Um, you know, you, you, you really understand the inner workings of a, a, a business much better, I find, in an in-house role um, than you really would in in a firm so my hot tip to any of the juniors that I, I come across is actually if an opportunity comes across for you to do a secondment um, actually really like take it embrace it with both hands because the skills that you develop in in, in an in-house role compared to the skills that you develop in an in a firm are actually very different um, and you will find which one I think you you know you like and which ones um I guess, um, best, better suits, I guess, your lifestyle and your working style as well. Great. And you talked about this a little bit, but what are some of the specific qualities that you think would differentiate someone that thrives in a law firm versus in-house? I don't think it's so much about, you know, I think if you put your mind to it, you can thrive in, in whatever environment. It is a mindset. Um, you know, speaking personally, what, what I think serves me better 
being in-house than being in a law firm is that you tell me, oh, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're trying to do X. Um, curious by nature. And so I, I tend to ask a lot of questions around, okay, and how does that fit into the bigger picture? Just really um, embed myself in the entire process. So w- what I find is that a, um, and I think this is a trait which serves you well anywhere, is that innate curiosity that you have and actually feeding that curiosity and constantly trying to improve, you know, whatever it is that you are picking up. Don't just answer that specific um, question, but actually look at it holistically and hopefully what you leave behind is better than when you first looked at it. Things like that, I think, build a really good um, track record for you in an in-house role because you would be with that client for much longer. Whereas I find in a firm, um, you know, you you do tend to be much more matter specific. You come in, you do something Mm -hmm. and then you move on to the next thing. For me, I, I quite like having that continuity of actually trying to build something and be part of part of an organization that's you know moving in a direction that that really resonates with you a big part of this podcast leslie is about mentorship so i'm curious if you currently have a mentee or if you have any mentors throughout your career whether on the law firm side or now that you're in-house that have really get you to where you are now I think COVID 19s proven that we are actually quite social beings, right? <laughs> take take the uh, the ability to kind of go and do whatever it was that you wanted at any time, and um, suddenly you realise, oh, actually, I, I really actually miss people. So I, I've been very lucky um, in my career. I've, I've had a number of mentors. Um, and none of them have been really that formal. Um, so I, I haven't really been through a formal kind of mentoring program, sponsorship program. But what I have found is that there will be a lot of people you come across in your career who you really gel with. I've always been somebody who has had a, a number of different confidence. Um, talk to my husband a lot. Um, and what's interesting is that I also have a very good friend of mine who's from high school, actually, who I find is quite similar to me, but in a totally different field. She's also in professional services, but she's not a lawyer. She's actually given me a, a lot of advice over the years. Um, and they are both people who know me really, really well. So in terms of sometimes it's good to have people who know you really well, um, but is outside of your I guess your immediate circle um, at work helps you, um, I guess, look at yourself and reflect a little bit better. I was a bit um, shirty at Tony um, when he first started in the e-discovery world because one of the first things he did was go through my LinkedIn and my contacts and uh, started hitting up my friends um, who, <laughs> who um, obviously we, we, we've been together for a long time, so who he knows as well to try and get on. I'm like, come on, man, that's not on. You're, you're welding my circles. Um but in terms of other mentors that I've had, obviously, um, I've had a number of mentors who've been partners in law firms. Um, and, you know, from time to time, I, I will um, also speak to them. It's one of those funny things. Um, I actually sent a note to um, my partner um, when I was a grad at Herbert Smith Freehills. Um, I think it would have been only 
a, a year or so ago. Had to email him um, and, and then, you know, just gave him a call. I just said, you know, I, I really need to thank you for all of the guidance that you've given me because even to this day, I think it's been over 10 years, maybe 15 years now since um, I was a baby grad. Um, all of the things that you told me, like, you know, 15 years ago, I still kind of remember and, and draw on. So in terms of that, I, I find mentoring really good um, and really supportive. Um, and I think because of that reason, I, I've got a number of mentees because obviously having had that experience myself of having um, the support from mentors and the guidance that people can give me, um, you want to give back. So being able to give back and um, having a, having your own mentees actually is an experience in itself as well. Um, I've said to my um, mentees previously, I think um, it's actually a little bit of a, a two-way street. No, nothing's ever one way. And I've learned so much by having mentees. And, and that's been... I've been very fortunate in my workplace where they're very supportive um, of these sorts of things. And it, it was actually a formal mentoring program where they actually gave, um, I guess, guidance to both the mentors and the mentees. And it was a, it, you know, they, they kind of went through with a structured program for a couple of months to give both, I guess, my mentee and also me some, some um, tips on uh, how to kind of have a good mentoring relationship. As I said, I've never really had a formal mentor, um, but what I can draw on through this program where I was a formal mentor is that a lot of these things you can't force, right? So you can put two people together, but if they they never really have a, uh, they, they don't kind of gel, then the relationship will, will nat come to a natural end. I think if you do find that person who you can have a good conversation with, um, and it's somebody that you you know and respect and value their input. All is really in your court. No one else is really going to look out for you and and your role more so than your yourself. My my other mentors, um, who was actually my manager for a, a long time, um, her best advice to me over the years has been, you know, no one else is actually going to shape your career other than you. So, you know, I'm your manager. Um, but if you turn up to, you know, our one-on-one -on -one catch ups, just sitting there expecting me to kind of talk to you about stuff, the only thing I'll ever talk to you about is what are you immediately doing? What is your role? Because as your immediate line manager at the moment, you know, that that's what I'll be looking for. Um, but if, if you kind of take it into your hand, you come to these meetings prepared with an agenda on what sort of things you want to talk about. That gives me much more to work on besides what are you working on at the moment? So I don't know. I think I find mentoring is one of those things which you can't force. But if you actually spend the time, like anything, um, if you spend the time and energy to put some effort and, and thought into it, 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 it is very rewarding, both as a mentor and a mentee. Yeah, and I like what you said, that you do need that rapport and that specificity because mentorship is a good deal of time and effort that you're both investing to get someone to where they want to go. If you kind of show up like, I just need you to help me. It's like, well, help you do what? Help you become a better speaker, help you gain confidence. And then you can actually set measures to get to where you want to go. So I think that's a really great point. The recognition has to be there that actually coming up with what it is that you want your mentor to help you with is actually quite a hard proposition. Um, like my thing is always, um, what, what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> um, you know, 
I've been a, a lawyer for a long time. But, you know, the people ask the question, oh, have you ever thought about, and this is a question in-house lawyers get asked all the time, it's like, oh, what is it that, you know, do you want to be a lawyer forever? I'm like, I don't know. But I don't really know what else is out there. And and um, I guess the, the other thing is it's also just um, I, I genuinely enjoy my job. So you don't really question what else is out there when you're actually quite happy. And I think that's one of the things about just making sure um, it's okay to to kind of be happy and content where you are, but make it a conscious decision, right? Make sure you're not, you know, it, otherwise what will happen is that you, you know, might look back and think, oh, I had settled way too early and, right, what if, and, and that's where you might end up having some questions around regrets and, and whatever else. But I think having, um, you know, the close contacts, like as I said, my, my good friend and also my husband has been really good in, in actually then having that little bit of a workshop with someone who really knows you genuinely quite well as a person um, and then reaching out to some of the more kind of my business kind of mentors has been a really good compliment because I, I actually find, um, you know, as a mentor, it is really difficult if your mentee kind of comes to you with kind of quite grand, oh, I just want to, you know, rule the world type thing. You're like, okay. And um, so what's the first step you think you're going to do to uh, get there? And you're like, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm like, well, uh. but I think that that recognition there and, um, you know, just to say you've got mentors or you are a mentor, it, it's kind of not really, um, doesn't mean much until you you make it a relationship and um for that you do need to have that rapport and like any relationship you need to put the time and effort into it for it to be helpful yeah and I think too like I think it's an interesting take on mentorship that like good friends or your partner whomever can be a mentor and sometimes it's those people that can really share insightful stuff, whether it's about work or anything else. Like sometimes, you know, you go to some friends who you might not know well and they'll just agree with you because you're going to them for advice. So they're your yeah. cheerleader. But then there's other times I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell my mom this and she'll tell me what I might not want to hear, but what is like <laughs> the right path because she knows me and she knows my strengths and my weaknesses. So I think having people that know you mm. so well can help you get to where you want to go or help you navigate because they know you and where you might succeed and compared to someone who knows you more in a professional setting, but kind of progress in life. You really realize that um, to think that you can segregate your life, your work life, your family life, your personal life and stuff like that. I, I find, yes, some people might be very quite successful at doing that, but um, there's a lot of joy to be had with the spillover, right? Because effectively then you don't have to think about oh uh, who, who, do I need to be my work self or do I need to be my my mum self or whatever like I, I genuinely would like to say that I'm the same person regardless of what setting I'm in um sure I might revert to form because my role is different in different scenarios but I am genuinely the same person and, and I think that that is so less uh much so less effort required compared to if you were really kind of being something different. And I think if you take that approach to mentorship, for example, I don't see why you would um, not see people in different aspects of your life as a mentor. Like the recognition that, 
yes, my um, husband is my husband, but he's also somebody who's a professional and he's also worked in different circles. And, you know, especially when he started doing the e-discovery thing and, and you know, our circles were, were kind of blurred a little bit more. It, you know, his opinion matters. Same with, you know, your friends and whatever else, even if they don't work in the same industry as you. And sometimes it's better to have people not in the same industry as you um, because you, you know, that's where you get ideas and really what you're trying to do is be best of breed, really. From that, you only get that by expanding the way that you think and who you talk to. Leslie, thanks so much for joining me today. It was great to talk to you. And with that, for Stellar Woman, I'm Mary Rectoris, signing off.